Stand by for the hook. Welcome to The Hook with Katie Kempner, Vice President of Agency Communications at Crispin Porter and Bogusky, the most awarded advertising agency in the world. Every Tuesday at the intersection of advertising and PR, The Hook, where Katie talks with advertising visionaries, top journalists, cutting-edge creatives, authors, and PR gurus. Hear what these industry insiders have to say about the changing landscape of advertising and PR today. Now here's your host, Katie Kempner. Katie Kempner. Today is Tuesday, July 8th, and you are listening to The Hook, where each week I talk to advertising, branding, and public relations insiders who are both leading and covering the industry. My hope is that listening to my guests will bring you inspiration and new ideas, and of course, that we have some fun along the way. So this should be a very fun show. As you probably know, the Cannes International Advertising Festival, which is considered by most people in the industry, if not everyone, to be the most prestigious advertising competition in the world, recently ended. And I thought it would be great to get some different perspectives on the show. So later on, I'll be joined by USA Today advertising columnist Teresa Howard, who covered the event. And right now, I'd like to welcome my colleague, full disclosure, Andrew Keller, co-executive creative director and partner at Kristen Porter and Bogusky, who served on the Titanium jury. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Katie. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing to do it. So... I wanted to the – the titanium category is relatively new, and um, at CPB, we have had a very unique opportunity to be part of the judging for the past three years, first with Chuck Porter, then Alex Bogusky, and now with you. And during those three years, the, the category has evolved, what it is, what it means. What does the titanium award stand for? Well, I think the titanium award stands for uh, – it, it stands for – the industry, carving out new space within the industry, next great opportunities for uh, spaces for people to do work uh, within. So I think it really does want to be a piece that inspires, that feels like there could be a whole category worth of content uh, in that space, you know, in the coming years. Um, And so I think it really symbolizes a, a mile, not a milestone, more like a it symbolizes a marker of uh, of where we all might be headed, or should be headed. So, do, so then, if that's the case, will it, conti- will it sort of is it will it be a category where it'll where it will con- blah 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 blah? Will it be a category where it continues to evolve, or it gets to one thing and it Absolutely. says, "Absolutely, okay, that's what it really is. the definition uh, of the category." I think you know it's a it's a place to put things that don't belong in other categories, and and so as things win, categories open up uh, for those things because uh, you know there's. There's the notion of integrated, and integrated really became its own category there. It was that for a time there, it was winning titanium because that was really the only place for integrated entries to go. And now integrated, although it's, we're tied together in one jury, it is still a separate award now. So by definition, titanium has to be something that maybe we haven't seen, something um, that uh, we can't really label uh, very well. Uh, and so, by no definition, titanium has to change. So, you're the same jury judges both categories. Yes, exactly. 
So let's talk a little bit about the judging process. I know you're a very frequently requested judge, and a lot of them you can't do. But but when you do do them, what what does the judging process entail, and is it different for this show than others? It seems like a ton of work. It is a lot of work, but I mean, it's a huge opportunity for a judge for a couple reasons. One, you get to look at the entire industry's body of work for an entire year, you know, over the course of, of a week. So it's a great sort of primer course on what the industry's been up to and where it's headed. Second, you know, in this industry, we don't get to spend a lot of time with judges. I mean, with other um, with other. Uh, industry uh, peers, and so to get to sit in a room and discuss advertising with people you've read about, or you know maybe that you've met, and hear their philosophies on advertising, and 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 to be able to learn and grow is a great thing, and also just to put a face on these people because the reality is our industry is very small, and and uh, people that are uh, that work in advertising that enjoy in advertising are, are typically people that I really like and I've and I enjoy to get to know. But it is a lot of work, the judging process. In general, they're all very similar in that you start with just a mass of entries. And it depends on whether you're judging something that has, you're judging across a million categories or one category. And titanium and integrated was really two categories, but it was, you know, the work was sort of presented in a format of one category, which was, you know, about three-minute videos. So basically mm-hmm. you watch for about eight hours a day uh, three-minute videos all in succession, and you just keep narrowing it down. So you start by voting sort of in or out, essentially. Uh, it's a little bit different for different shows, but you're essentially voting in or out. And then it gets narrowed down, and then everyone looks at at, at how we've all voted. And then we may say, you know what, we probably shouldn't have voted that in. Let's go ahead and take that out. Um, and someone may say, you know, there's something that's not on here that I felt was really good. Can we talk about it? That gets narrowed down into a very small list. And then from there, you sort of pick the best of the best to award uh, awards, depending on which show you're judging. So people say that it can become very political, you know, country by country. Did, did you find that to be the case at all? Uh, absolutely not. You know, I mean, for me, this was my first time at Cannes, so it was very exciting. And it was interesting to go to the show and hear at the beginning they'd say, well, the United States has won nine awards. Uh, <laughs> Brazil has won eight awards. And I had never thought of advertising, you know, sort of an Olympic uh, nationalistic concept. So that was interesting to me. But, um, you know, I've, in general, I think juries, whether it's from a, from a nationalistic basis or just from an agency basis, there's always the opportunity for people to get political about uh, work. But in all of the juries that I've ever been on, I've never seen that happen. Um, I've really only seen judges that are there, you know, to be honest and to award the best work, and sometimes mm-hmm. they have to vote against their own work when it comes head-to-head with something that they feel like is better uh, than that, and you know, I've done that before. My feeling is that uh, to sort of stay with the Olympic metaphor, it's almost like being the coach of the Olympic basketball team. I sort of take ownership of all the work in the show and then imagine what, what am I most proud of, what, am I, what would I be most, um, what do I think is the best. I think it's appropriate to, you know, do the whole Olympics thing. So, for, actually, for now on, for, you know, the next tip, let's, let's make sure we just continue to, use, to refer to the Olympics whenever possible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. There had to have been some controversy. Are there right, are did, there everyone, right I mean, did everyone agree on the winners? <laughs> Give me some dirt here, Andrew. 
You want, you want some dirt? There's no dirt. Katie, Give me wait, some wait, dirt. is this your show or are you like RPR person? <laughs> uh, this is funny now. You're not giving me any dessert. Okay, any dessert. Any dessert. See, I'm dieting. All I can think about is food. It all goes right back to food. (laughs) There's no work. Talk about some of the winning work. The work that won, that you judged. Can we talk Uh, about your favorite? The uh, the winning work, absolutely. Uh, You know, an integrated um, halo was was a winner there, and... um, you know, I mean, the, it it was really just about it being a an incredible work of integration. It was inspiring. Every single piece was was exceptional in its in its craft, and it was it it tapped into emotion that that uh, felt really unique and special. And I think, in general, the overarching concept was, you know, rather than launching a video game, how do we sort of um, memorialize a, a battle and uh, and a hero, which I thought was a great strategy, and I felt like the, that it was executed uh, brilliantly. Um, you know, in the uh, titanium category, I think uh, there were some really interesting pieces that are that can potentially point the way. I think the the uniclock was really uh, was really fascinating um, to create tools to put on people's desktop. For that, that can live in their lives is such a powerful step forward in terms of media, versus like watching television and and you know waiting for your television spot to get a chance and then someone interacts with it. The Uniclock piece was a 24 hour, 365 day a week clock that sits on your desktop that showcases as a moving catalog uh, all the work. Uh, I mean, excuse me, all the clothes uh, and and it was. You know, it's very easy to do that content, and really it just is conceptual, but the, the pieces that we were able to view were exceptional, and the overall strategy of it to begin spreading uh, the Uniqlo brand um, internationally, I think was really smart because the Internet allows you to do that, and it allows you to seed the brand in other uh, countries as people become become interested in it. So uh, I thought those two pieces were were particularly great. Was there anything that you felt should win but didn't win that you were you were sort of fighting for? No, I, you know I. Um, I mean, it, it sounds just so boring, but you know the the great work really does sort of rise up. Um, there was other great there was other great work. I think that you just have to draw a line somewhere, and so you say, well, is it? Should it, does this piece really deserve to be next to these other pieces? As good as it is, it may not be uh, exceptional. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, one of the things I thought the million phone was was really great. I love making these products and and the way the phone was going to interact with students and 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 try to to aid in the education process and the and the notion of people showing up at school attendance and all those things because we've seen what typical advertising does you know the stay in school and the and education is important all that sort of advertising so to really go to the students on their on their terms with a phone uh, and empower them to do the thing that they want to do, which is talk and communicate, but have that motivate their educational experience. Uh, I thought that was particularly great, and I'm anxious to see how that uh, rolls out more. But that was something that that uh, I felt was necessary to get on the list. 
So at this point, I mean, the film category is still, in most people's mind, the main category I can. But do you see that shifting as, you know, commercials play a somewhat smaller role in marketing and maybe, you know, the titanium ends up as the grand award, or do you think it'll, it'll really probably still stay with film? Well, the interesting thing is my understanding of it is that the titanium uh, award actually does garner the most points. Uh, for an agency in terms of the tallying of of points for who wins agency of the year. Mm-hmm. So in my so from based on that it would seem that the titanium is uh the most sought after award and deemed the most important award of the show. However, if you go to the show, it sort of builds to the Grand Prix in film still. So I think that is slightly uh potentially antiquated in terms of how that's done. Um, but I also think that, uh, you know, it's fun. The film thing, it's easy to, it's easy to digest. It's fun to watch. So it's, it's short, it's simple, it's beautiful, it's funny, whatever it is, it has all those things. So it's kind of a great way to end a show, uh, potentially versus the titanium sorts of entries. So maybe that's why it's done it, done that way from a show perspective, but, you know, for sure, I think we all have to come to terms with the fact that the medias are are moving, and and we've got to be ready to to excel in other mediums. It's not enough just to do great television uh, work as it becomes more fragmented. Uh, it's just it's just not really going to work. I mean, obviously, television is still important. It's still a huge media. There's still lots of money going to it. It's still an amazing branding tool, but. Um, if it's not part of a cocktail and some sort of integrated campaign, uh, and if you're not thinking in the digital space and making your work interactive, whether that's television work that feels interactive or digital work that feels interactive or any sort of medium to feel interactive, I think that you will slowly become uh, less or more uh, obsolete as a marketer. I want to ask you just one last thing now, shifting gears, not as a judge, but as uh, the reason you were invited to judge as a great creative leader at CPB. What do you see or do you see an intrinsic value to being part of these shows uh, like CAN and like the DNADs, these award shows for agencies? What's the the real point of of winning? You know, I think that's a great question because, uh, you know, you can get swept up. I got very swept up in can. I was very excited about it. It's just so, you know, it is this it is this week where advertising is the most important thing in the world and everyone is there and it's very glamorous and you want to win, you want to go up on that stage, you want to, you know, I walked down the street with a lion and and random French people were saying congratulations and in, in French. It's just it's just very exciting. Uh and so it's possible to sit there and just start to use your creative problem-solving mind to figure out how to win more awards. And I think that's dangerous. Uh, it's not really why we've ever done work to win, you know, we've never really done work to win awards. It's always about, you know, creating brilliant success for our clients. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's about a chance to see what the industry is up to. I think it's for clients to see uh, who's doing exceptional work, uh, you know. But in general, it's hard to put a finger on the exact value of, of award shows. I think in general, it is about attracting great talent to your agency, uh, mm-hmm. whether those are uh, potential uh, employees in the creative 
fields or or clients that that are interested in in what's happening and who's doing the work that's most praised by the industry. I think that's the real uh, opportunity there. But it does it does make it important that the work that that you do and that you submit is 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 real work and and that uh, and that and that you're you're being uh, honest in terms of uh, the work that you put out in the industry. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me today. Will you come back and join me again and we can talk more about other stuff? Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> thank you. We'll be back right <laughs> after okay this with with Teresa PR Howard. <laughs> Sit tight and don't move. The Hook. We'll be back after this short break. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Need help improving your PPC campaigns? Tired of spending all your time swamped with spreadsheets and manual updates? Turn to Adapt SEM software to optimize your campaigns and to reach your goals. Adapt SEM is one of the most affordable and reliable tools on the market for improving PPC campaigns. Adapt SEM not only optimizes your bids, but also gives you keyword suggestions, competitive research, and helps to test ads all in one place at flat rate pricing and no long-term commitments. Learn how Adapt SEM can help manage your PPC campaigns better. Check out our free webinar at adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Sign up now for a free personal tour. Adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing programs, right? Right. So your team is responsible for email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign optimization, and scheduling? Your point? Why are you so relaxed? My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices, and it's making us mental. What is it? Aromatherapy? Acupuncture? Why are you so relaxed? You just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month. So with Lyris, one company can do it all. I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already. To see how Lyris can simplify your life, visit Lyris.com or call 1-888-GO-LYRIS. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with Lyris today. It's time to do your thing, affiliate thing. I saw that the FTC came down with some ruling on affiliate marketing. What happened with the FTC? If an affiliate refers traffic to a merchant, a merchant can't market to that customer without permission. They wouldn't have their contact information unless the person became a customer. They're asking permission to market to them in the future during that process. Affiliate thing. Dig it. Live broadcast Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on Webmaster Radio. Wizards, rainmakers, rock stars, gorillas, and gurus. Webmasterradio.fm. Come visit our magical Webmaster Wonderland. We got a mouse, too. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Now back to The Hook. The intersection of advertising and PR. Only on Webmasterradio.fm. Now. Here's your host. 
I'm so excited to welcome back my next guest, USA Today's advertising columnist, Teresa Howard. Hello, Teresa. Welcome. Hi, Katie. How are you? Good, good. How about yourself? I'm good, thanks. So, having just returned from Cannes, I, w- I want to just start by asking you, what was sort of your overall impression this year? The thing I saw that was most interesting to me looking at the industry was um, a real, a lot of ads that required consumers to participate in them. And it wasn't just an ad. You know, it sort of took interactive to a whole new level and the whole idea of consumer generated to a whole new level because without people participating in the marketing, it wouldn't have, you know, worked so well, I think. So if you look at the um, the Times of India ad that sort of was a, um, you know, a call for people to get involved politically and then, but in reality, it was a way to enter into a talent contest that the newspaper was sponsoring. Um you know, Halo just had so much going on with it, and people were involved with that. But you look at other campaigns, and it just seemed there was a, a preponderance of marketing that required people to be involved to make them work. Is this a is this a good thing? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think it's an outgrowth of the whole idea of consumers being more in charge, and advertisers understanding that, and finding a way to sort of, um, you know, have the brand be part of that, as opposed to just having sort of one way static brand building messages. It's it's a much more interactive approach. Well, you know, what's still considered to be the top, top honor at Cannes is, is the Grand Prix right. in film. And, and this year it was a tie between the Cadbury Gorilla campaign from Fallon London and the Microsoft Halo 3 campaign from the Cannes. Yeah. And the Halo campaign actually won all sorts of awards this year, yeah. including the Grand Prix, Titanium, and Integrated. I, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the winning work and maybe start with the uh, Halo 3 campaign. Well, I think Halo 3, I mean, I'm not a gamer by any means at all, but I think what they did really spoke to the gaming audience really well because they you know, they had a real strong web component with these sort of backstories of these um, soldiers who you know had fought on the enemy lines, and it was sort of a documentary um, interview with, with some of them and what it was like to hold some of the you know enemy weaponry, and then they created this diorama that they then used as sort of the basis for photography, and then they created um, Joe Courage or Jake Courage as this photographer who had works on display that actually went on display in movie theaters, Um, and then they created the uh, Museum of Humanity, and then they created a four-minute documentary on this Museum of Humanity. So there was just backstory on backstory on backstory on backstory, which I think was a really great way to sort of address the game. And the gorilla ad was just, you know, I, I it was funny and it was good, and I'm not taking anything away from them having one, but it seemed like once you saw it, it was sort of, you know, there was no suspense the next time you saw it. You knew what the surprise was. Um, yeah. But having said that, the first time you see it, you, you you really are sucked in and you're drawn in, and that's what a 30-second ad is supposed to do. In this case, it was a 90-second ad, and I think their media buy was interesting because they really just, you know, it was really high profile. They ran it just in prime time and just for a few months, and Halo was very different. It was out there for, you know, months and months and months and really lived on the web and, and other non-traditional places other than just television. And I think they were very well suited for each of the products they were selling. Mm-hmm. And, and that's interesting because that's sort of like the two different kinds of how are we going to do it? Are we going to stick with prime time and just do what we how we used to do it to get a lot of attention, or are we going right. to sort of you know put our message everywhere? I mean, do you did you see any sort of indication of which is you know pr- more prevalent? 
No, I, I think what what's more prevalent is an understanding on how it, you know how it should work for depending on what the product is and what the message mm-hmm. is. Um, you know, I don't think would Cadbury would you have needed to do all that to sell a candy bar? You know, like the Halo campaign, absolutely not. Um, would Halo has been as um, you know popular by just going out with TV ads? I mean, they probably could have saved all their money and done none mark- no marketing at all on that game title because it just seemed like it would have sold out. Anyway, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know that it's one way or the other, but I think there's it, there's definitely um, a greater understanding of how people are doing that. And you even look at, you know, sort of 7-Eleven with the Simpsons. I mean, bringing, you know, Simpson sets to life in 7-Eleven stores. You know, that was perfect for that, for the movie, and it was perfect for, like, that outlet. It, I think so. It's just the understanding of how to make it work better is what's happening. So there was a, I want to talk about something else. There was a lot of buzz around Cannes this year about the voyeur work for yeah. HBO, right, which won the Grand Prix in the outdoor and promo category, three gold, right. a silver, and two bronzes, which I know right. because I right. counted. So, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> you know, I, I, think that's, um, I think the idea of it is great. It's sort of, I mean, that's sort of an interesting brand to work with because it's, you know, it's pay-for-TV, it's... Um, it's probably a lo- you know it's not as mass as some other brands might be. I think again going back to sort of finding ways to make it work for the brand that was that was a great idea in terms of you know do you like to watch and we have better stories than you know you could even get by looking into other people. So I think the idea behind it was really good. I, you know I, I'd be interested to see if it actually really sold more subscriptions to HBO. And I know that you know yeah Can is not you know the the campaign for you know, effectiveness, it's the campaign for creativity. And it, it was extremely creative, and I think it was great that it was silent because that, you know, was more true to the experience. If you are looking into somebody's window, you wouldn't hear what they're saying. You, you're just seeing things. So yeah. I think it was, it was smart. It was really smart. So one issue that's come up in the past is work that gets entered that's not been approved by the client or work that, you know, hasn't actually been on air and it was very evident this year, and actually more so even right now, because there were a bronze lion work was entered by, I think it was a production company right. um, at Cannes for a J.C. Penney spot that was produced and entered, supposedly without the client or the agency's consent, and it right. won. Now it was just pulled. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, for the the, the five years I've been going to Cannes, there's always this idea of what people call a scam ads. You know, just something that's entered for the sake of winning an award and it didn't really run anywhere or if it ran it ran one time in you know the middle of podunk you know arkansas and nobody really got to see it um you know i think it's i think it's sort of sad in a way (laughs) you know that you would sort of jeopardize your work and your your um um not personality what's the word on reputation thank you (laughs) that you jeopardize your reputation and your work just to win an award. I mean, it's either good work or it's not. And I think to sort of do something underhanded just for the sake of entering it is, you know, you could joke about something like that and maybe, oh, this would be a fun way to do this ad and just, you know, that's something maybe for YouTube that some other person could do. But I think as a professional, um, it's sort of silly to jeopardize all that just for the sake of winning it, especially when people are going to know. Yeah. I mean, it's all, you know, it's listed who entered it and that it won. And, you know, it's going to come back to haunt you as, as it clearly did in this case. Well, I, I have a question now, just, just as a journalist. I mean, in terms of bothering to jeopardize, you know, your reputation or, or anything because of a award at Cannes. I mean, Cannes really is 
still the, if not one of, it's the most prestigious awards festival, and it means many different things to different people when they've won an award. When you're looking to talk to somebody, you know, let's say as a, you're, you're looking to talk to a creative or something, does it make any difference to you whether they've won any awards at Cannes? No. To me as a journalist, no. I mean, because, yeah. you know, what I'm interested in talking to them about is whatever they're working on now, and, and what's the story for that? But, I mean, I think it does have a bigger impact on you know, winning clients, and I think sort of somebody like Procter & Gamble, who's been going over there for five years, clearly with the intention of improving their advertising to be able to, to draw more um, innovative thinkers to their brand and say, oh, I really want to work on Procter & Gamble. That's a really more key brand, you know, company to be working on as opposed to, oh, who wants to go work with them? Um, I, I think that's where the awards really come into play. I think, you know, for somebody like Procter or somebody like Coca-Cola or Nike, you know, they then can draw the talent you know, if they're showing that they're making good ads, it sort of feeds on itself that then they could get more creative people on their brand and then they could go out and make more ads that are more creative. So I think in so, terms of the, yeah. the client-agency relationship, I think it, it, it definitely holds more sway in that area. Yeah. Well, I asked you this question last year because now this is an annual appearance that you're making, just so you know. <laughs> and I wonder if you think that there's been any change since, since last year. At that point, I, I had asked you, you know, film's still the main category at Canon. Do you see this shifting as commercials play a somewhat smaller role or a different role in marketing? What do you think now? Do, do you think it's still, you know, retaining its importance or it's less? Or how do you see it? I have to say, in the in the awards ceremony on Saturday night, it felt a little bit more ho hum to me, and I don't know if there was just less, you know, fewer better ads out there. I mean, they they came up with a pretty good list of winners and stuff, but generally speaking, I mean, there's been years that you sit in there and you think, oh wow, this this is really good advertising, and I'm sure I felt it was a little bit light. So I don't know if that's the changing landscape or it just happened to be a different year. Um, I think it's going to be hard to get that out of sort of the marquee closing, you know ceremony sort of mentality because it's still it's as close to entertainment and big movies is that you're going to get mm-hmm. you know you've got the big screen you've got 30 second ads or 60 second ads there's there's drama there's music there's um cinematography there's you know actors and actresses and I, so i think just for the sheer um, appeal of, of something that everybody can sit and watch at one time, and you know, there's there's great creativity up there, and yeah. they're they're you know good production value that's that's being shown on the screen. Um, you know, are you going to get people to sit through a three hour ceremony watching you know mobile ads? Absolutely not. The quality is you know. So I think it sort of just goes back to the inherent what is film that it 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 sort of just makes it the natural closing finale. But I think, having said that, Titanium, there's a lot of interest and suspense on what's going on with Titanium and who wins it that night. So I, I think it's, you know, it's a good way to balance it out, what's new and sort of what's traditional. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I cut you off. <laughs> no, you didn't. Bad interviewer. <laughs> no, I'm I like that response. I'm auto-firing myself. <laughs> I like that response. Yeah. Uh, no, you didn't cut me off. I was. That was it. There was a nice work period there and a sentence. Were there any other campaigns that really impressed you this year that you wanted to just touch upon in titanium or or you know film or any across all across all categories? Um, 
I think just a general trend that was just sort of the, the convergence of every medium. You know, I, I think there definitely used to be more delineated categories, even from the five years I've been covering it. What was press, mm-hmm. what was media, what was promo. And I think for good media, you know, it encompasses all. For good promotion, it encompasses all. For good direct, I mean, think about that. The Times of India won for direct marketing. Yeah. You know, and it did everything. It was a TV show. It was a print ad. It was, you know, so I think everything's just sort of crisscrossing over into each other and, that's a good thing. Okay, so I have to ask you one more question, just to go into the other side of can, which is just as prevalent when you're there. Touching on the fun stuff, any favorite parties this year? Um, the Crispin party was a lot of fun, and I was oh, actually really you. <laughs> and I was really excited because my room was right in the hotel that overlooked the party, and it was really nice that it shut down at one thirty. Was that when you yes, had a fill or two? We had was, no choice that yes, it shut down at I was very excited that you had to shut down at one thirty, and that it, and that you did because it was great for those of us staying in that hotel. But other than that, it was a great party. Um, Thank you. PDP party was fun, but I, you know, those are probably the two parties I went to. That was it. Well, it's always a fun time because you had to work. You had a lot of work I had to, to do, work. and you did a great job. It's thank always you. such a fun time and uh, great to see you there. And I just want to say you thank you too. so much. Thank you. That's all for today. Have a great day and see you next Tuesday.